Hello and welcome to JNL Stadium Tour Unleashed. This is the Conference Championship Recap. My name is Justin. And I'm Lucas. And in this episode, we're going to review our thoughts for the Conference Championship that is in the books. Our first game is the Chiefs against the Ravens. And I will let you go first. So this one, the Chiefs defense, um, we kind of talked about they're, you know, sneaky good. They're a pretty solid defense overall. Um, there's nothing super flashy about them, but they get the job done. Um, they played really well in this game. Uh, they had, what, three turnovers? Yep. Um, we discussed. Yep. Uh, we discussed. Uh, that they would need to limit the rushing game from the Ravens to have a chance, which they did. Um, honestly, I think that was the biggest part. Um, they only had, what, like 14 or 15 rushes? 16. Yeah, 16 rushes, which, yeah. I mean, for this team, is kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah. And um, that's not how the Ravens won their games. So it's kind of strange that they went off of that game plan because, I mean, they weren't rushing terribly on the limited amount that they did. Um, I'm not sure why they veered away from their, you know, kind of season-long game plan all of a sudden. But uh, we also touched a little bit on the Chiefs' offense. They needed to make sure they kept Pacheco going and either Kelsey or Rice active. Um, they did all of that. And those two things, I think, were the deciding factor in this game. Um, the way the Chiefs defense held the rushing and the offense, you know, getting their key players involved. Uh, a couple of big plays. The goal line fumble was just an amazing play, heads-up play. I think it was Sneed that did that. Yep. Um, that 100% should have been a touchdown. But just heads-up play. And, I mean, the, the turnovers and that fumble are the downfall for the Ravens in this game. I think uh, looking at the game... That's what lost them the game for sure. Yeah, they definitely abandoned their true game way too quick in this game. They were averaging about five yards a carry between everyone together. And that is the Ravens' bread and butter. Jackson is not a passing quarterback. Like, he can make the plays when he needs. To an extent, but if that run game is not going, this offense just does not click the way it needs to click. Yeah. Uh, Jay Flowers, as a rookie, showed up really big. Uh, I feel bad for him with that fumble, but Sneed came in and did what he does all the time, which is why I put him as the number one D-back this year. Yeah. He makes plays over and over and over again. And he's a free agent coming up. It's going to be crazy to see what the Chiefs do with him. But, uh, yeah, they contained everyone other than Lamar on the running game. Edwards did pretty decent, but they just gave up. I'm still really confused on that. The Chiefs did everything in the first half. They controlled the second half in time management, and that's what you do to win games. I think a big part of it has to do with the experience going into games. I brought it up a few times talking to some people, and they don't think experience really matters when it comes to these kind of games. And I think that's completely false when it comes to down the line, big plays, controlling the game when needs to be controlled, and that's what the Chiefs did. Yep. They didn't have to score 
at all in the second half, and they still ended up winning because the defense and the offense controlled each aspect of the game to win the game. Uh, MVS, Valdez Gantling made a tremendous catch to win the game for him. That sealed the game, and it pretty much just knocked all the drops that he had throughout the year in that one catch. In my opinion, of course. You know, a lot of people are going to say, oh, he only had two catches, he blah, blah, blah. But when you can make a big play when it counts, I think that is, like, the biggest thing you need to do when you're in the playoffs. Like, it's a whole different season. You start 0-0, zero zero, everyone does. And how you play in these games is what matters. Uh, Travis Kelsey, yeah, like you said, he showed up. He was a big factor here. Pacheco, Pacheco did what he's done. I still can't get over how dominant he runs. <laughs> it still is just mind-boggling to me, and I love it. Every aspect of it, I just absolutely love. The... I don't know how to think about that last throw to likely. I'm still confused about it, but at the same time, you got to trust your people that are raising their hands saying, give me the ball, right? Or is that just me? Uh, He threw it up to him. Yeah, he threw it up to him, and then – it didn't seem like likely put that extra effort into getting the ball. And it was just weird. Like, he raised his hand. He had him beat. But I don't know if he just, like, died down and decided to wait until he got covered to make a play. I don't know. I don't know what was going through his head. But it was just a weird – I don't know how to think of that play right now. But clearly – it, like, gave the Chiefs the drive to win the game. And it was a good game, close game. It's just the team that uh, – God, now I can't think of the word I want to say. Well, the team that controlled the way the ball went won. <laughs> There's yeah. another word I'm thinking of. But I can't think of it. I like control the time of possession by like almost 15 minutes more. So. Oh, yeah. It was 15. Yeah. So, I mean, so, they, they controlled that aspect in pretty much the entire game, the way it played out. Why can't I think of what I was trying to say? I had it right there, too. <laughs> It'll come to you in a minute. Oh, I know. Well, we'll be talking about the next game, and I'll be like, oh, this is it, like I do every other time. <laughs> I just want to um, touch on a couple of things. You'd, you'd said the MBS catch. That was yep. one of the most awkward catches, too. Like, I thought for sure he was going to drop it the way that he started falling, and I thought for sure it was going to bobble off of him, and <laughs> he was going to get attacked again. I don't know if it necessarily, if I agree that it clears away all of his stuff in the season, but it it makes him stand out a little bit more, but I don't trust him still. Oh, no. But <laughs> if you make the plays when you need it, I guess. That's the biggest thing. Uh, oh, and then the other thing I was going to bring up, I had to look at my notes again. There was something else I was going to bring up. So, what are your thoughts on taunting when it comes to game time? Because there was taunting from both sides of the ball. And then Zay Flowers gets taunting from spinning the ball on the defender, flexing on him, staring him down. And then you have people on the other side, you know, celebrating, taunting, but like going, hey, it's first down, it's this, get off me, you know, stuff like that. Do you think it was just because he went too extreme with his taunting? to get the penalty, or do you think it should just be fair game? 
I think he went a little bit too far. I'm not a big fan of the whole taunting type stuff and the excessive celebrating. Um, it's different if you make. Well, it's going to be funny because I mean I'm a fan of Deion Sanders and the way that he played was almost always taunting. Uh, and it's different though on like a return and if you like high step into the end zone. But when you're taunting on like a first down, just like leaning over players like that, um, flexing on them, I'm, I'm not a big fan of that. And I think it's just a little bit too far. I, I'd rather they go back more to where they, you know, they've been there. They've gotten a first down. They've gotten a big catch and just continue the game. Yep. I, uh, the whole like, Defense running down to the end zone after an interception is annoying. Those team pitchers, posings, I don't know. It might have been fun for the first, what, year? (laughs) But now it's, what, year seven of that or something? Yeah, it's been getting out of control, out of hand, in my opinion. They almost are doing that on sacks after the play. (laughs) You only have... What, forty seconds to get back? Yeah, it's celebrating. Get back. Get ready to play. I don't know. Yeah. No, I agree. I I just, you know, there are so many humble people, and they just don't know. They're just not the ones that actually get the ball, which is sad. You know, there's certain people you had like, you know, Barry Sanders. Yeah that, in my eyes, probably the best running back of all time. He did things that no human that I've still seen could do on a football field as he did. And he didn't celebrate. He didn't mock you. He didn't – it's just so weird. And the older I get, I know I've said it, but the worst is just getting to me. Like, you guys don't need to be flashy. Like – like you said, show that you've been there. Show that you've caught a ball before. It's just, I don't get it. And it drives me absolutely bonkers. Yeah. That was a big, huge controversy saying that, you know, you see it on Twitter. I th- I, th- I think I seen it on ESPN the other day, too, about how the rest were favoring the Chiefs because of the, ta- the penalties on the taunt and how – these people were taunting and they didn't get penalized and blah, blah, blah. But that isn't even – there should be no reason why there should be a penalty. Anyway, because you guys shouldn't be doing it. Yeah. I mean, they're just the, asking for it if they, if they do. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I had to bring it up to you because there was a lot of nonsense about that, and I kind of wanted to see where your idea was. I kind of figured I knew what it was, but. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I could do without it. I mean, Emmett Smith did the same thing where after every touchdown, he just handed the ball to the ref. Yeah. Actually, I think he kept the balls, actually. <laughs> um, Those are mine. <laughs> yeah, but after a big play, he just handed it to the ref. Like, players like that are what make it more fun. Um, Even, you know, the small amounts of, even like the signaling first down, I'm okay with that. Right. Because it's not excessive. It's, you're signaling first down, and then they go back and line up. Like that, um, uh, what was it that Thielen used to always do? Like the chop or something? Yep. And CD, where he does like the little nose slide thing. Like those, they're quick, and then they're back to the line. Like I'm, I'm fine with that. It's the excessive where it's more than one person or just one person, you know, clearly going as far as he can with the celebrating. It's just yeah, he did. Yeah, I, I'm not a big fan. Of it. I think didn't they have a taunting in the other game too, or they should have? I can't remember if they did. Now that I'm thinking about it, but. I don't think they did, but they should have, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that there was one that I was kind of surprised that 
was taunting them. I, I didn't remember if they called it or not, but um, didn't uh, Flowers have another? Didn't he have a couple big penalties on him? Yeah. He had that taunting one, and I think he had another one. Um, another 15 yard something. I can't remember. But it, I mean, it was a. Um, they had eight penalties, and the Chiefs only had three, so they were able to they were able to keep their composure. And God, I wish I could think of what I was gonna say. God, that's driving me nuts. Now. It's tough too, because I mean, you're you're in this big game. Yeah. All the excitement going into it, and I mean, maybe they didn't mean to put that excessive into the taunting, but. Still, it was there and shouldn't have been. But right, especially as a rookie, you know, yeah. you're do, you're balling out, doing just ridiculous and yeah, two touchdowns. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I don't know. It's a good game. I, I honestly, I expected a little bit a higher scoring. Yeah, me too. Um, but yeah, for whatever reason, the Ravens did not follow their normal game plan. It it's kind of strange too, because I mean, they they didn't have very many attempts, but they were averaging good. I mean, Lamar, yeah, he almost did. What seven yards a game? Well, Edwards did too. He only had three yeah. rushes. I don't know. It's just kind of strange. Yeah, they, they abandoned it way too quick. Yeah, and that, that's what this team relies on. Jackson, I think you had mentioned that as a passing quarterback. He, you can't rely on him. The only way, in my opinion, that you can really rely on him passing is if the run game is working for him. Yeah, absolutely. And he's got that threat of running, so they're having to defend that more. Because right. Him, him running it can't be is far scarier than throwing. <laughs> right. Like, everyone on their team needs to be running, though. It just can't yeah. be him. Like, it... I just don't understand how you can be so big throughout the year and that's your stuff and then you just bail out of it on the biggest game of the year. Yeah. <laughs> to that, point, you know, like and I mean he didn't he didn't play terrible cuz he made No, he did. Some amazing plays that probably only he could make. Yeah, absolutely. But it just it wasn't their normal game plan, and for whatever reason, that happened. I was really hoping that he could have touched on that catch he had. Yeah. Or batted up. I was like, come on, you had an opening. Yeah, if he would have nice. cut, I, I'm surprised he didn't cut there because he would have. He's usually pretty good at, at making those reads and cutting, but for whatever reason, he didn't. He'd have been gone, though, if he would have. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it would have been funny. That would have been awesome. Passing touchdown to yourself. <laughs> yeah. I think there's only been, I don't know if there's ever been a touchdown that way, but don't you don't so. see it very often. There's only probably, I don't know, probably 20 or less. I have no idea, but of that even happening where you throw it up and catch it off the tip. I think that was, wasn't that Brett Farr's first throw? Was that the yep. first completion? Yeah, to himself. Yeah. I think there was somebody else too, more recent. That was that way. It's just kind of crazy. I was cheering for him on that run or on that catch, though. That would have been, that would have been fun. That would have been so cool. <laughs> but yeah, it was a good game. I, I mean, it, it was as good as what we expected. I just figured it would have been a little bit higher scoring. Yeah, I did too. I'm trying to think here. No, I can't find anything. If there's a quarterback that's ever happened. Oh, a touchdown off their own? Yeah. That would be something you have to ask that stat news or something. You never get it to answer the questions properly. I ask it a question and it spits out something completely different than what I ask it. Yeah, it says, yes, it has happened before in the NFL. While it is a rare occurrence, there have been instances where a quarterback has caught the pass 
caught a pass that was tipped by a defender and scored a touchdown. However, I cannot find any specific examples. <laughs> yeah. Okay, thanks. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, should we go to our next game? Yeah, we'll move on. One more. Yeah. Alrighty. 49ers against the Lions. And... This game, I hope, I know it won't, but I hope it knocks some of these Brock Purdy naysayers down a peg. (laughs) Because what this guy did in the second half has not been done in over 30 years. His completion percentage is like 80%, over 130 yards and a touchdown and over 45 yards rushing and a half hasn't been done in over 30 years. He was the reason why they won this game, and it was because of what he did on his feet, which is the part that absolutely is mind-boggling to me. He doesn't run very often, but when he did this game, he did it like a running back, too. Like, he ran, he lowered his shoulders into people, and he – made sure he was getting the yards that he needed. And it was just absolutely amazing. Surprisingly quick, too. I didn't... Yeah. I didn't think he was that fast. No. (laughs) And, yeah, five five carries for 48 yards. I didn't think he had that in him. And it was just amazing to see this whole team. This team is just good in general, even with all the injuries, just like everyone else, but they're showing up when they need to show up. They have the best running back in the league. One of the best receiving cores in the league. And this defense shut down the lines in the second half. And that's what you do when you want to win big games. Ayuk had one of the I say probably the best catch this season. Absolutely ridiculous. The concentration you have to do to be able to catch that is unbelievable. And then the next play, Burns' guy gets a scoring touchdown, which he deserved. I was hoping it would have been no one else after that because to be able to do what he did and be able to concentrate the way he did to make that catch was just, Absolutely ridiculous to me. Uh, the Lions put up a big, big fight. They, it was a tale of two halves for them. Absolutely dominating in the first half. The, their rookies were insane. Uh, this Montgomery pickup is huge. I think he'll be a big part of why they succeed next year as well. Um I I love how risky Dan Campbell is, but there's times where you got to be smart about it. <laughs> and an NFC Championship game is a time where you got to be smart. I understand it's been his bread and butter to be very passionate and to be very let's go, let's go, let's go. But when you're up 24 to 7 going into halftime and you're still going for it on fourth down without and not kicking a field goal, you are honestly out of your mind. You kick the field goal, get the points, control the lead. You, If you don't control the lead, you will not win the game. And you just got to give it up to 49ers to – be able to shut down this Lions hot offense in that second half. And I think they should have kicked the field goal early when there was like two minutes left or a little under two minutes. They should have kicked the field goal. And no, it was at before the two minute warning, they should have kicked the field goal because then they would have had the two minute warning and their timeouts to be able to stop the 49ers. 
but he didn't do that. I was very confused. And I don't know. It was very risky. I'm not going to say that's what lost him in the game, but I think it played a big factor. Yeah. I'll talk about Dan Campbell a little bit later here, but um, at halftime, looking at this game, I was like, oh, there's no way the 49ers are coming back from this. The way that the Lions are playing, they were just moving the ball with ease. Defense was stopping everything. It was it was not looking good. Um, coming out of half, that Ayuk catch was probably the biggest thing in this game as far as momentum. Oh, yeah. Uh, getting that touchdown right afterwards, I think that was what – what was the score after that? That was – is that when I tied it? No, they were down by seven then still. Um, yeah, that just completely changed the game. And you can see the way that the 49ers responded to that. They they were there to win the game. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Christian McCaffrey, I don't know if there's anything else to say about him other than he's a monster. Uh, he would have had that third touchdown, the rushing one, if he didn't land on his head the play before. Um, he had called to be taken out because so, of that, and Mitchell got that touchdown, like a two-yard something or other, two yards, three-yard run. Uh, he's just a monster, and... Probably the best player on the team by a long shot, but this team just, there's so many good players and they all just work together really well. Um, now, Dan Campbell. Everybody brags about him and talks about how great he is because he's so aggressive. He's, you know, the, this style of coaching is what teams need. Generally, I favor the more aggressive plays, yes. But at some point, when is it considered dumb with what he's done in some of the plays this season? Going for two, three times in a row off of penalties being shifted all over. That is just dumb. This, I mean, he had, he went for two, or he went for, uh, on fourth down, wasn't it twice within pretty easily field goal range? Yeah. Yeah. And you were mentioning the one they were up at that point. You just take the points because you're leading and you got to trust your defense, right? Yeah. Especially I, how good the defense has been playing. Like, yeah. I, I don't understand that. I understand you're playing a really strong offense. But at that point, you take the points. Coming down to the two minute one, um, was that when that field goal, when they should have kicked there, was that two minute? Well, in my opinion, yes. It was like two minutes or like 15 down by seconds. They're down by 10. So they needed a field goal. Yeah. So that's no. why I was saying they should have kicked it before the two minute warning, kept their timeouts. Because then they would have been able to use that two minute warning as well to stop. Yeah, I don't know. There's just two plays, though. They went for it on fourth down instead of kicking. And in my opinion, it's going to be discussed that he's no longer being aggressive. It's just bad play management. Right. Um, I, I still, like I said, I, I, do, I like the more aggressive play style. I, I like teams going for it on fourth down. Um, the whole... Philadelphia Eagles with the fourth and one, fourth and two. Yeah. Go for that every time. Go for it. I hate it, but right. go for it. Um, well, when you have a play there. that you know is pretty much 99.7%, you're going to make it. It makes sense. But some of these, I don't know. It just, it bothers me. And not that you don't play the tie, you play to win. 
but you have to be in the game to win the game. They get into overtime. Yeah. If it's a close game. I don't know. That's just my opinion on it, but it it's tough because you're you're looking at it after the fact too. But during that win, I saw that they were going for it. I was like, that's dumb. Even if they make it, it's still dumb. Yeah. But yeah, they yeah. went one and three on fourth down the Lions did. Yeah. And I mean, it, it's tough because. He stated that, you know, you're there. You're not playing to tie. It's, I get it, but you still have to be in the game. And if you're down by three and in the range to kick, I mean, they weren't at that point, but they're down by 10 and they need a three and a seven. So you got to do it. Do it. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Well, at the one point, it was like a 48 yard field goal. So. Yeah, but still, I mean, a 48 no, you, is... You kick that, is yeah, what I'm saying. Like That kick <laughs> doesn't concern me. <laughs> I don't know. I think there was a game, too, where he went for it on their side of the field instead of punting. Yeah, he's done that a few last times. week. Yeah, and it gave the other team the ball, like, 35. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember. Last yeah, it had to have been last week. Yeah, I think it was. <laughs> and because I was just... talking to Aaron about that. I was like, why are you going for it? You're on the 35. He's like, aren't they on their side? I'm like, yeah, they should be punting it. <laughs> and Aaron yeah. was like, what is going on? <laughs> oh, and that's just some of that. Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. And in those situations, I don't, I don't know what, you know, the analytics show if he actually uses them or if he's just going off of himself what he feels at that time but right but I'll give it to him he stuck to his guns all the way through but like you said there's certain times and when do you start calling it bad yeah I, I think he's a good coach. I, I'm not knocking him on that. I think he's a good coach. Oh, no, me neither. He's uh, he's done a lot for the team. It's just I wish that he had a little bit more consistency on when he wants to go for it. Right. I think that people teams should go for two more often than they do, to be honest. Um, extra points are missed so often compared oh, to yeah. what they should be. Which is insane to me. Those should be almost automatic, and you get figures that, you know, are in the mid-90s for percent that shouldn't happen. Maybe miss one a season. Uh, Yeah, so that's all I got on that one. I don't know if you had any more. Uh, The only thing I got, I I did some searching, and for the tip passes for a touchdown, it did happen in 2018 in the playoffs against Kansas City Chiefs. Marcus Mariota, when he played for the Titans, did it, and it was a six-yard touchdown. So it has happened. Okay. Not too long ago, then, 2018, he said. So kind of crazy. Yeah. Pretty interesting stuff right there. I don't know if I'd have picked him, but... No, That is awesome. I like it. Alrighty. So here we go to the offense and defensive player of the week. Yeah. I got Travis Kelsey again. Two weeks in a row. I wanted Brock Purdy. But just looking at the game and how dominant Kelsey was, he's showing up when he needs to show up. And I think that is really big, especially against a team like the Ravens, who who has had the best defense for the last, like, what, five, six weeks, just 
dominating everyone. And he was able to put it up big when he needed to and had over 100 yards, over 10 catches, and had a touchdown and broke uh, most receptions in a playoff. In the playoffs. Yep. So that's who I am. Look at CMC. Um, a couple of those runs, they it should have been, you know, a two-yard gain that he extended against uh, a pretty decent Lions front there. Um, I went back and forth. There's three of them that I had. It was Kelsey, Purdy, and CMC. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know. I think the impact that uh, Christian McCaffrey had in this game was just too big there, especially near the end. Um, and that's why I went with him. That yeah. that run from Purdy down in the um, what, like the thirty or whatever, to get it mm-hmm. down to almost in the end zone. That was yeah. probably the the second biggest play of the game, in my opinion. Yeah. Um. Next to yeah, UMC catched it, but uh, but the impact that CMC had was just too big. Yeah, I there are so many good players that made their impact on the games this weekend. And honestly, if I could, I'd just put the whole Chiefs defense, <laughs> but that's not what we're doing. So right, <laughs> I assume we got the same for the next one here, but. Defense. Defense. So I I went with Sneed. Yeah. That fumble, causing the fumble on the goal line there. That, and just, I mean, his play in general, but that, that saved in the game. Yep. Absolutely. 100%. That's what I had. I, if, I don't know how you can go any other way. Yeah. Dominant. He led. He was second leader in tackles on their team, which is crazy for being the position he is in. So, yep. oh, wait, what am I looking at? Did I not read that right? Okay. I'm gonna have to look at that. Yeah. High tackles. So. And Dre Tranquil led the team. But I'm pretty sure he... No, no, he's a linebacker. For some reason, I thought he was a safety. But, yeah. So, pretty crazy. Uh, We're both tied one and one. We both went one and one. Yeah, so we're even right now. So we're even. So this next uh, week for the Super Bowl, so two weeks, I guess, is going to come down to the wire and depends on what we pick. Uh, is going to determine who wins that. So uh, – do you have anything else to say in these games, or would you want to move on to our next uh, topic of going over who we think is going to win each uh, award? Yeah, I'm good to move on. Okay. We will start with... G, where is it? I need to find mine now. We'll go. What the coach of the year? Okay. Um, the way I have it, even though it's not gonna matter on this one because he's nominated for it, but there are a couple that I have who I think should win it. And who I believe out of the selections are. So if you have that as well, we can do that. But I will be bringing up a couple that aren't on there. So I do. I have one that isn't on the nominated list that I think should be. Mm-hmm. 
I also have who will probably win out of the list, but that's only four. Yeah, I have two. So, but alrighty. So our first one I want to go with is Coach of the Year. I think it's a big award, so we'll start with that one. Yep. Uh, the options are D'Amico Ryan's from the Texans. Dan Campbell of the Lions, John Harborough from the Ravens, Kyle Shanahan, and Kevin Stefanski. I pick uh, D'Amico Ryans, and I believe he should win it. I have him as well. Just what he did with the Texans, and especially with a young core and a rookie quarterback, and bringing them as far as they did is just outstanding, especially being such a defensive-minded coach is absolutely awesome. Yeah, the team had, well, I mean, in all honesty, had no business being in the playoffs. No. Not at all. That's and upsetting team, forward. too. Like, that's <laughs> a good team. It's going to yeah. be fun. Who did they beat the first round? Yeah, and they beat they destroyed yeah. the Browns too, like yeah, Cleveland. Yep. So by thirty-one points, it's just crazy to me. And yeah, that's who. So we both picked Mister D'Amico Ryan's. Yep. The next one, I'll go assistant coach of the year. We have Ben Johnson, Detroit Lions offense coordinator, Mike. McDonald, Baltimore's defense coordinator, Todd Monken, I think. I don't know how to say it. Yeah, we it. Uh, Baltimore Ravens offense coordinator, Jim Schwartz, Cleveland Browns defense coordinator, and Bobby Slowick, the Texans offense coordinator. I'll let you go first on this one. This one, I have Mike McDonald, uh, which would be Baltimore's defensive coordinator. Uh, that defense was ridiculous all year. Yeah. And that would be my pick um, with a close second of uh, Bobby Slowick from Houston. Yeah, for sure. I That's who I have is Bobby Slowick. I think he deserves it. Uh, again, going with D'Amico Ryans as the head coach, being the coach of the year, I think it's only appropriate to have the assistant coach right below him with the assistant coach of the year. Uh, the offense, with all the injuries they had <laughs> yeah. to their wide receiving core, to their running back, is just ridiculous what they were able to put up. So, that's mine. Yeah, I agree. Like I said, that was a close second for mine. I went back and forth. Yeah. It's just Yeah, my number two was uh, Jim Schwartz with that Cleveland Browns defense. Okay, yeah. Well, you know how much I love that defense. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I talked about them a lot. Alrighty, our next one, Comeback Player of the Year. Options are Joe Flacco, DeMar Hamlin, Baker Mayfield, uh, Matthew Stafford, and Tua. Tua, I'm just going to say Tua. Um, Tua. I believe Flacco should win it. But I'm going with Hamlin will win it. That's what I have as well. I Flacco should get it just for what he did. Um, Hamlin's going to get it just because of the story behind it even though he didn't play hardly, but in the story behind it, he's going to get, he's going to get it. Yeah. I can, I mean, I'm fine with it, I guess, but Flacco should get it. (laughs) Right. This is where I would step in and, uh, what's that guy's name? Kanye? That you did to me last week. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. I was hoping you would have forgot that. Oh, I didn't. I actually told my wife about it. Kind of did you? <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Oh, I love it. 
All right. We'll go to Defensive Rookie of the Year since it's your part to start. I mean, pick first. Uh, options are Will Anderson Jr. from the Texans, Jalen Carter of the Eagles, Joey Porter Jr. from the Steelers, Kobe Turner from the Rams, Devin Witherspoon of the Sea Chicken slash Seahawks. So, who I think should win it is Pace Jr. from Minnesota. He is not on the list for whatever reason, uh, but he outplayed anybody as far as rookies on defense on any team in my eyes. Who I think is going to win it from this list? Probably Joey Porter Jr. Um, However, none of them deserve it. Uh, I'm with you. I think Irv Pace Jr. should be on it and win in it unanimously. Uh, unanimously. Okay, I'm not. I'm done. Uh, I get what you're saying. Yep. I think it would, yeah, no reason he shouldn't be on there. But I'm going with, I think Will Anderson Jr. should get it out of the ones that are on there, but a guy that I think has been overlooked all year is Kobe Turner from the Rams. He plays just like Aaron Donald, just a dominant force, and I don't think he gets credit he deserves, and just being on the ballot, I hope people start seeing it more, and I was part of that because I didn't bring his name up enough during the season. And looking when we decided to do this, I looked into him a little more, and dude's good. He is good. It's tough because he gets little defensive players that are on the line that don't get all the name, you know, thrown out there during because they're not making the big plays, but they're in there doing the the work that needs to be done and the the dirty work. Yeah, and I mean Aaron Donald did all that and still made the big plays. Which, you know, right. future, who knows what can happen for Kobe here. But, yeah, I don't know. I just, this one irritates me a lot that Pace isn't in, those, in the well, candidates. It doesn't make any sense at all. None. He led the league in everything for rookies. Yeah. Like, how do you not? Uh, yeah, whatever. I don't want to get too into that. but Because <laughs> uh, he, uh, he was undrafted, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. And he was number one in everything in college, too. Like, yeah. the absolute slander this guy gets or the non-recognition that he gets is just unbelievable. And that's not even me just saying it because I'm a Vikings fan. He's just dominant. Like, I mean, he, he showed it in the games, and that, yeah. that's where it matters. Like, <laughs> oh. the, the stuff that people say, you know, coming into the draft – People are going to miss on that all the time. And it's situations like this where you just love that the player, you know, didn't, you know, necessarily get affected by that. He came in and played his game and played amazing. Yeah. Hopefully he continues because he's fun to watch. Yeah. I love watching him play. All right. The next one, we got the offense rookie of the year. Uh, I think this will be a unanimous decision here, but options are C.J. Stroud, uh, Jamar G- Jabari Gibbs, uh, Puka, Robinson, and Laporta. I got C.J. Stroud by a landslide. Yeah, I mean, all of these are amazing players. Oh, absolutely. They're going to be fun to watch for years. Uh, CJ Stroud though stepped in in one of the toughest positions in the in the game and looked like he'd been playing it for seven ten years at this level and that's just insane to me at how well he did with the little bit of what we thought the roster had and showed up with it all of it yeah. You know, made 
Tank Dell, which nobody knew anything about him, or Nico Collins. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like people, yeah, that shouldn't <laughs> that shouldn't have did what they did, but they did. Yeah, I mean, they're Stroud. You know, post them just like they do to him. It's they clicked. That was fun to watch. It's crazy how fast they can get chemistry. Yep. For being so young and not having much time together. <laughs> yeah. Alright, next one. Defensive player of the year. The options are Bland, Max Crosby, Miles Garrett, Micah Parsons, and TJ Watt. I have TJ Watt. Ooh. I believe he will win it. Important to that team. Uh, you saw, I mean, how important he was to that team throughout the season. <laughs> and right. he is probably the best defensive player in the league right now, in my opinion. But I had a chance at him, too. Yeah, they, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... Am I just dumb? I have, sorry, I was looking at something and. So I have Bland. I think he should win it. Okay. With breaking the record, doing what he did all year. Uh, I agree. I think TJ Watt will win it. I also think he is the best defense player in the league. But I'm hoping that Bland gets it from breaking the record as much as he did. That was fun. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. One of those records that you don't expect to ever be broken. And not, exactly. I mean, it, it doesn't seem like it's that impossible of a record. But that's a tough thing to do. Yeah. Like sixes don't happen that often, and to have that many, I don't know. Yeah. Just ridiculous. So, these next two, I think, are absolutely dumb awards, because they make no sense to me, at all. Uh, we have Offensive Player of the Year, and then MVP. How you don't have the same player in both of these makes no sense to me. <laughs> But yeah, it's tough because I can see the argument for that, but I can also see the argument that this is outside of the MP, MVP then. Yeah, but, but if you're the most know. valuable player, clearly you're the best offensive player. Yeah, I mean, or... It never goes to defensive players, so... Defense, <laughs> but you never see it, but that should be an option. Right. It should be, but it sadly it never <laughs> is. Yeah. But... So we'll go offense player of the year. Uh there's Tyreek Hill, Lamar Jackson, C D Lamb, Christian McCaffrey, and Dak Prescott. I have CMC winning it, but I think Dak Prescott should win it. Hmm. I wasn't expecting that, but okay. Um I have CMC. And just off of how I explained it, yeah. being not the MVP, but the offensive player, um, TMC should win it. Alrighty, and now we got the big one. The Mac Daddy. Yeah. The MVP of the year. Again, I still don't get it, but here it is. Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Christian McCaffrey, Dak Prescott, and Brock Purdy. I'll let you pick yours first. So, as I stated, Offensive Player of the Week, or Player of the Year, um, that kind of eliminates CMC from this one, in my <laughs> opinion. Um, I think Dak should win it. Uh, because it was proven that if he 
doesn't play almost perfect, that team is not the same team. Yeah. Dak played so well all year. Uh, the defense kind of flustered and disappeared the second half of the season. Um, and that's my stance on that. I think Lamar is probably going to win it. Yeah. And I don't agree with that one bit. No. Um, if anybody else was going to, I think it should be Brock. Um, I believe Lamar is going to win it. And I wish there could be a co-MVP. <laughs> because I believe Christian McCaffrey and Dak both deserve it. Um, but since I picked Dak for the offense of player of the year, I am going, I believe CMC should get it. The stuff that he's able to do and how much workload that guy does for the 49ers is absolutely unbelievable this year. Um, 17, no, 17 touchdowns. 15 straight games, or 16. He missed one and then scored a touchdown in every single game again. You don't see that often. No. <laughs> so the guy's an absolute dominant freak. I think he should win it. But I, I honestly think C.J. Stroud should be on this list. Oh, for sure. That was, my, that was my second one that I brought up that should be on the list. And I'm not sure why he's not. Doesn't make any sense to me. I I agree. He should be up there. Um, it's just it's tough because I don't like I don't think Lamar is the MVP on his team no. even. No. Uh, Josh Allen would be on his. I would say yes. Um, but that defense for the Ravens, if Dak had that, if Josh had that. If Brock had that, they would have the same record, if not better. Like, I don't know. Yeah, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Like, the 49ers defense honestly kind of reminds me of the Cowboys defense. They're fast, they get to the ball. Yeah. But they kind of flustered away at the end of the season. Yep. They've made a little bit more impact here, but they're still, I mean, giving up points. Like the Ravens not gonna be able to do that against the Chiefs. Allowed seventeen points and ten coming into the fourteen or uh not fourteen, that was but coming up to the Super Bowl here, they allowed the like I don't know. That just doesn't make sense. I I don't think Lamar should be there. Nope. But he's going to win it, and that's <laughs> the sad truth of the NFL. Usually it goes to the team with the best record. Yep. And it's unfortunate because if you take CMC out of that offense, Mitchell isn't going to cover the same thing that CMC does. There's no way. Like, no. Clearly, Not I mean, forever. I would say CMC and uh, Debo have a big impact, both of them. Oh, yeah. But the workload that CMC does and handles on a weekly basis is just crazy. But just, I don't know. doesn't make sense to me. It drives me absolutely bonkers. Yeah. And the people that get to vote on this stuff is the worst Yep. Yeah. Alrighty, our last topic of the night. Super Bowl, two weeks, February 11th, Sunday, at 5.30 in the afternoon. It is the Kansas City Chiefs against the 49ers. Who do you have winning, and what do you have for the score? I'm just going to start off by saying... I. I think they should move it to Saturday. 100%. Absolutely. 
And God, that'd be nice. I wouldn't have to take Monday off. Yeah. <laughs> like I've gone back and forth. I'm like, should I take Monday off or not? I, I'm not probably not right you're doing it. But, uh, anyways, I have the Chiefs. Um, as I've stated before, I don't really care too much either way in this game. Um, but my father-in-law was a Chiefs fan, and you know, when he passed away last year, the Chiefs won it. Why not two years in a row? Okay. Um, I got the score 38-34. Ooh, all right. So we're going off the score then. Are we? You got the Chiefs. Making it interesting. I, I can't bet against Patrick Mahomes. Every time I do, he bites me right in the head. <laughs> I got the Chiefs winning. The way they're playing right now, the way their defense is playing right now is ridiculous. And the experience that the Chiefs have in Super Bowls, four times in six years that Patrick Mahomes has been the starting quarterback. And how can you count that out? You you can't bet against it. And I have it 35 to 24. It'll probably end up seven to three, but that's what I have. <laughs> I hope not. I hope it's at least higher. I hope not either. I, uh, I wanted to mention too, because you had said earlier, I completely forgot, but you had mentioned something about experience matters. Um, yeah. I, I 100% agree with that. Getting past that initial, you know, round of the playoffs and getting that experience moving on. It helps. You, people are a little bit more comfortable going into the game, and it it does matter. It's huge, in my opinion. Yeah, I believe it as well. It, people that don't, I don't understand where their logic is when it comes to that, I guess. Yeah. There's just so much to it, and that's a big part of it. I mean, it helps everybody remain comfortable and, and make the plays Yeah, once they've experienced it. Yeah, you go into a game with so much more poise and confidence when you've been there. Don't get me wrong, I've never been into any cool games or any high-level games because, well, <laughs> our teams always were never good. you got to make this up. Oh, yeah, we were champions. No. <laughs> we were state champions 12 years in a row. High school. Right. I didn't. Fail From first grade to 12. <laughs> yeah, no, our, our teams are terrible. Absolutely awful. I think we won maybe one game a year, if that. Yeah, and it was the best chance, but. Didn't... You didn't play it. I didn't play that. <laughs> Uh, I didn't help our coach was not very good. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much all I got. Uh, that's all I got. Lastly, I just want to bring this up again. I've been wanting to do this podcast for a podcast for a long time, and I brought it up to you, and you reluctantly said yes to me, and. I just want to, and we got it going right away, and I just want to tell you how much I appreciate you and having to go on this journey with me, and I just want to say thank you for doing this with me. It's been a fun time, and and it wasn't reluctantly. <laughs> it, it worked out that I ended up getting a different job that hours worked out. Right. And, and it has been a blast. I, uh, I'm very sad that football season's almost over. Um, Me too. We'll move into the draft, which I mean is is fun too. A different feeling of fun though, and more annoyance because you never get who you want. No, exactly. Be frustrated for these people that go to the Eagles. And yep. (laughs) Somehow they're gonna get like perfect drafts again, and it's gonna go. It's going to be not good. 
<laughs> but no, it, it's been a blast. I, I've had so much fun. I mean, we've, we've talked about it for years. It just didn't work out because the hours I worked. But now it does, and for the foreseeable future, it will. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping. My job should always be that way as well. So, yeah, but that's all I got now. So, I just wanted to bring that up to you, since yeah. we're getting close to our first season being done. So, I'm wrapping up here so the tears can flow. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess that's all I have for this episode. Um, this covers a recap then. Um, a little bit of prediction as far as who wins the score for the Super Bowl. I think we're going to try to put an episode out next week that's going to go a little bit further in depth. Hopefully we can have some more to add to it. Um, yeah. It's available on Apple, Google, Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Uh, thanks for listening. Any comments? Questions, feel free to reach out to us. Um, any ratings definitely help us out. Um, get recommended then to people a little bit more often. So if you have time, uh, feel free to do that. And I definitely agree, Luke. It's been a blast. And uh, thank you for pushing on doing this. Absolutely, man.